When things turn out badly for me, as happened today, January 6th, I take refuge in reflections on my father-in-law, Don Celestino Olguin, remembered and forgotten as the King of Bakery and father of my wife, the Queen of Spring, as I already explained. The bakery and the spring are kept apart from each other by the same device that kept the cruel winter from the Virgin of Guadalupe, a miracle. From the moment we were introduced, I've been amazed that Don Celestino built his fortune on a pile of sweetbreads. They say that man does not live by bread alone, but my father-in-law had disproved this saying. He had lived very well by bread, and bequeathed his bread rolls to his children, and then to me, his soon-to-be son-in-law. Don Celis turned the curse with which God cast Adam and Eve out of paradise, you shall earn your bread by the sweat of your brow, into a blessing, even more so in a country like Mexico, that takes great pride in the variety and deliciousness of its breads, in tough competition with France and Central Europe, where nevertheless no bakery produces such beautiful and varied goods as our dinner rolls and sandwich rolls, our poetically named frogs, ears, sugar-freckled buns, conch shells, brides, as well as our mixed-layer puff pastries and the powdery shortbreads that are sweetened, stick-like, monochrome-glazed pastries. We live a paradox in our poor country with its rich cuisine. Beginning with breakfast, huevos rancheros and divorced eggs, legally separated by two salsas, tamales and bean casserole, chilaquiles and enchiladas, quesadillas and sopes, preceded by papayas and oranges, sapodillas or black sapote, mame sapotes on a pink to orange spectrum, water and other melons, bananas, Jamaica, silk, horn plantain, and sucre, sour sops, white with black seeds, and prickly pears, green as envy. Sometimes I wonder if Mexico is a poor country because it wastes so much time preparing sumptuous meals, followed by long hours savoring them. Look at the gringos. I indoctrinate the ingrates of my board when they ask me for permission to take a two-hour lunch. The gringos eat at noon, standing on their feet like horses, quick, then get on with their work. I pause for effect. And they eat dinner at six in the evening. Lettuce with strawberry jam, dry chicken, and for dessert, technicolor jello. Would you like us to bring our lunches to the office, sir? asks a smartass. I smile with leniency. No, my friend. Have a hearty breakfast of beans and empanadas to keep your stomach from growling. They all laugh. Or rather, they all used to laugh. My father-in-law was one of a kind. His vocation of baker seemed to have given him a sense of fulfillment larger than a wedding cake. Doncelis's work was sanctioned by the biblical command, you shall eat your bread, and so on, which for him was more blessing than reproach. I bet you that Jehovah didn't say, Doncelis offered, you shall eat your steaks, or you shall eat your omelet, or you shall eat your salpicon, or you shall sip your broth by the sweat of your face, I said anticipating his biblical exegesis. Exactly, Doncelis agreed, approving of my lucidity and all but congratulating himself that his little girl, Priscilla, had chosen a husband as great as me, to whom Doncelis could delegate the running of the business and who could shepherd the transition from baking 
to more lucrative, if less necessary, activities. They call you Adam. Adam, after all, is your name, my father-in-law elaborated. So you have the same name as the first man who, instead of loafing around Eden, had to labor for his daily bread. To earn his bread, does everybody understand me? By the sweat of his face. And turning to his daughter, you chose your husband well, Priscilla. Who would have thought that this penniless bum you married would become a thousand times wealthier than his father-in-law, me, and by the sweat of his face alone? Now, Daddy, you know that bread doesn't sweat, Priscilla answered, before taking a glass of watermelon juice from the maid, whom she thanked with a slap across the face. But Don Celes had already turned his attention to the other person at the table, his son, Abelardo. Come on, Abelardo. Can't you be more like your brother-in-law? Why not emulate him just a little, huh?